round two of the playoffs is coming fast. And if your team is about to get ran out of the gym like these Dallas Mavericks, then you might need another way to have some skin in the game. And DraftKings is your way of doing that. DraftKings is offering free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, where you'll have a shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. Again, it's free to play. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. Again, that's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hey, Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, children, chickens, dogs, ducks, all that in between. Shout out to Manny Fresh. Uh, uh, <clears throat> we are the Mavs Outsiders. I'm Nissi. Uh, as usual, I am one half of your host, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese, on everything Twitter, Instagram, podcast, YouTube. Joined by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbins, Bibbs Corner on almost everything. He does a lot of different things. He's kind of stretched thin, but Bibbs Corner on most things. And I'm not even going to ask how you feel tonight, Bibbs, because as you can tell by the tone in my voice, and I'm sure my partner here shares the sentiments, we're not in the best of moods after this game. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not even going to make a joke. <laughs> we're not even in the, we usually, it's 1 a.m., you know, we're usually goofy around this time in a joking mood. I'm just not, no, no, no. The Mavericks are lucky that um, we, we we make money off this podcast because we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't even be doing this probably. Like, this, this, if he told me, man, I don't even want to do it tonight, I'd have been like, cool, we ain't even got to do it. Like, but you know what? We're here. We're going to give a recap on this. I'm not even sure if I want to call it an embarrassing game. But it was borderline there. So, uh, not even going to do the full recap. We're going to run over some things. Uh, do you want to do a box score, Bibbs? Yeah, let's look at that box score. You want me to do it? Yeah, you run down the box score real fast. So I know you uh you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh 
I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, Make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Let's let's hit the keys. So what did we say in this game? Luca had to show up, right? Uh, Luca did not really do much offensively tonight. Uh, his box score looks like he did, but he had a bunch of garbage time points at the end of the game. Uh, finished with 29, 8, and 11. Four steals, so he was making plays on defense. One of the few people. That was making plays on defense. He was 11 for 24 from the field, two for nine from three. The threes were not falling tonight. Uh, five for five from the line. So I don't know. Maybe we sacrificed three point shooting for a couple free throws. I think we, I'd rather take it back the other direction if we could. Um, who else? Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, you said you wanted 25 from him. I said I wanted 20 from a couple others. He gave us 23, split the difference. Uh, He was nine for 19, four for 11 from three. Every shot looked terrible, but that's pretty much just what he does. Uh, What else we got? What else we got? Boban, 17 minutes, 12 points, nine boards. They were force feeding him for a good bit of the game. Finished five for 13, had one play where he missed – the layup, missed the tip, missed the next tip, and then lost the ball out of bounds. Um, <laughs> you, got, you got something to add there? I remember that play vividly, and I'm just – that's when I tweeted out, Boban, you can literally see inside the basket, bro. Put the fucking ball in. I really don't understand. Well, I feel like he knows that he can't move too much without – getting called for a foul like that play where Morrison is literally hanging off his arm Which like was a small ridiculous. toddler and they called the foul on Boban ridiculous you calling you punishing for somebody for being big literally if he was a regular sized person he would have fell like he would have got pulled to the ground but because he's huge he's just standing there with a man literally hugging his arm 
and he gets called for a foul. Not only does he get called for a foul, but Morris got two free throws out of it because they were in the bonus. So Bobot, I think, sometimes doesn't go hard because he doesn't want to get called for an offensive foul. But at the same time, he can literally dunk with his feet on the ground. You got to hesitate, hold the ball up, let him smack your arms, and dunk that thing. Like grab it with two hands or something if you need to. Use both hands. If they smack you in the face, it is what it is. You took a book to the face in John Wick. You could probably handle a little a regular person's face. I'm pretty sure that's kind of different. <laughs> I watched that scene the other day. Anyway, uh, what who else we got? Who else we got? Dorian Finney Smith. He was hustling. Wasn't hitting them shots though. Uh 11.7 boards, four assists, two steals. He was three for eight. Uh, three for seven from three, which isn't horrible, I guess. But he wasn't hitting the ones at the end of the game when we needed him. That is true, but he did help us a lot with his defense, so I don't really want to rag on him too much. Not ragging on him. Not ragging on him. I was no, no, hoping. no. I was just, you know, I was just putting it out there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted – I wanted somebody else to step up. We knew we knew Luca was going to be available, but even then, we made it through three quarters with Luca barely doing anything. And my hope was that he would realize the opportunity in front of him and try to take over in the fourth. But that did not occur. He tried to be a good teammate, and he went out the dame way. No, he, he didn't go out the dame way at all. I mean, in the sense that when it's time to take over, he didn't realize it was time to take over. Nah, uh-uh, no. He does not deserve to be compared to Dame <laughs> in terms of taking over right now. Fair enough. Dame would have taken this game over. Dame would have continued to shoot whether he was missing or not. And if Dame crossed up Nick Batum and stepped back to the three-point line while Nick Batum was still at the free throw line, Dame was shooting the ball. Dame wasn't passing to Maxi fucking Cleaver. Speaking of, I couldn't remember Maxi taking a shot, but people pointed out that he was he got blocked twice and missed a couple other shots. So he was 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3. Just complete ass, quite honestly. I, I, I can't hold back. As he's been the entire series. Look, took looked and took the pass on multiple shot opportunities. Just not ready to pull the trigger. I don't know if he was having PTSD from last year or what, but he seemed unplayable tonight. I can't think of a single thing he did that was positive in this basketball game. You and me both. Not one play. 20 minutes of nothing. Of nothing. I don't even know how he got that many minutes to begin with. I skipped some people. Chris stops Porzingis. Almost forgot about him. It's easy to do these days. Uh, I'm not sure he broke a sweat tonight. Seven points, five boards, three assists, three steals, and a block. He did play better on defense. So here's what I'll say about that. He looked like he was paying attention on defense opportunities to rotate he was rotating to protect the rim when Boban had to step up a couple times I noticed it I appreciated it he got a block on one of those types of possessions he got a couple of steals by simply being aware of the situation and his length 
there was one play on the baseline where they tried to backdoor him because they had just done it the previous play and he got dunked on. And he actually wasn't paying attention initially. But when he saw the pass go, he stuck his hand out. And even when he stuck his hand out, the look on his face was like, well, got dunked on again. But his hand hit the ball and then he was like, oh, snap, I got a steal. I'll take it. That's effort. That's reacting to the play. That's moving, thinking. Like, I feel like he has accepted that we're not going to give him the ball on the offensive end and he's going to put in some effort on the defensive end. Now, with that said, I just spent a lot of time reading some dumbass tweets. I'm sorry. Reading some tweets. No, you were right the first. Well, I haven't even read the tweets, but I've been seeing some dumb shit, man. I've been saying people are going so hard talking about Rick Carlisle is needs to draw some plays up for him. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? This is the the playoffs. Did y'all see those first few games? What plays do we need to run for KP? What play? What tell me which play works for KP? Tell me the go-to spot to get KP the ball in this series based on what we've seen so far. Please tell me. I would love to know. KP has had multiple chances to score the ball in multiple games, and I've seen him fail. And I'm not talking about failing in terms of missing. I'm talking about failing as in giving the ball up. Now, I will say there have been plenty of times where he's been open and they have not given him the ball. But what are you going to do with it? Exactly. You can't dribble. Every time he dribbles, the ball gets stolen. So we can't even trust you to shoot the ball at this point. Right. There were several times tonight he got the ball and I thought a shot was going up and he passed it. And half of those were turnovers. And a lot of the Mavs did that tonight later down the stretch. They just get that ball. Shoot it. Y'all literally aren't capable of doing anything else on offense other than shooting the ball. So what what I, I don't understand. I don't understand. These boys ain't ready for the moment. And that falls on Luca too tonight. I, I said it. This game's a hundred percent on Luca. I'm sorry. I can say that too because he has to know who his teammates are by now. They're not gonna magically morph into something else. These boys are ass. You are the superstar. Don't let your your fate, your your legacy go down with these boys. We've seen it already. We've seen it happen to LeBron for years. You've seen it happen to other guys. Why let your legacy be dragged down because Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, Tops Porzingis decided they didn't want to shoot the ball in the clutch? Nah, you gotta you gotta nut up. You gotta drive. You gotta uh, fake. You gotta take the hits and get up, even if they don't call it. That you have to put the team on your back. They will follow your lead. If you're being passive, that gives them the right to be passive. Hey, Lucas skipped it out. Hey, maybe I, mean, I shouldn't do one more pass. And there were. I'm, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead and finish. There were a few times where he got doubled and he passed the ball and just stood out there at 40 feet when there was like a spot for him to slide into or cut or whatever to get himself open again and become a threat. Like he was allowing them, he he played uh, he played like Trey played that game where we were double teaming Trey every possession. 
where he just sat back and let it let it happen. You know what he played like? You know who he played like? LeBron in 2011. Yeah. That's exactly who he played like. I was watching, and the step back shot that he passed up when we were down by probably seven or eight points, you're wide open from three, and you pass the shot up to give the ball to Maxi fucking Kleber, who then passes it to the corner for a shot that does not fucking go in. That was the point where I turned the game off. But before that, Luca came up court. He got doubled. He gave the ball up. After he gave the ball up, he backed up to the half court line. Being guarded by Reggie fucking Jackson. Reggie isn't denying the ball or anything. He's just standing in front of Luca. Luca is standing there straight up with his hands to his side, watching the fucking offense as Tim Hardaway Jr. heaves up a shot that, of course, does not go in. What the fuck are you doing? Why the fuck are you standing there watching the offense instead of getting involved? You know what happened after that miss? Kawhi Leonard took the ball up the court, (laughs) passed the ball, and went directly back to it. And scored a three. You're watching Kawhi take over the game as he's supposed to do. Kawhi's a machine. We all know this. But this game was literally in our grasp. This game was on a platter for us to win. And our best player choked when it mattered the most. We could be moving on to the second round right right now. PG had a bad game. The game was close, and Kawhi was killing us. Reggie Jackson was lighting it up. We got 23 points from Tim Hardaway Jr. What did we say? If Timmy scores over 20 points and Luka shows up, we win the game. Yep. Boban showed up. Boban gave us reasonable minutes, 12 and 9. Not bad. Yeah. Dodo showed up, played great defense. Was he that great on the offensive end? No, but he showed up great on defense. He gave us something. KP was reasonable on defense. Obviously, nothing on offense, but hey, we expect that at this point. What we also expected was for our star player, our best player, to show up. And I get it. Luca is only 22 years old. He's a no. young kid. Something, no, something. No, 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 <laughs> no. That's bullshit. I don't want to hear those excuses and feeling sorry for him because he felt like he took too many shots last game. That's when somebody on the team needs to get in his ear and say, no, you took the right amount of shots. Like, but I said, we won the game. So exactly. Phil, you did something right. This is not a pity party. I'm not feeling sorry for you because you want to be a good teammate. Lace up your fucking shoes. Get on the fucking court. And show, show these people why you deserve to be in a discussion with top five. Do I think you're top five? No, I've always said that. And you prove tonight why you are not because no one top five is doing that. Kawhi didn't do it. Kawhi said, okay, you know what? This game is close. It's time for me to take over. And he did exactly that. Your shot's not falling. So fucking what? Keep shooting the ball. Go out swinging, but going out like this, not even putting any effort up on offense. I can tell LeBron's your favorite player. 
you gave up. I don't know if you gave up. At first I said, you know what? Maybe he was so gassed last game in the fourth where he couldn't do anything. Maybe he's saving himself for the fourth quarter and he's going to turn up. I was wrong. You were still passive. And he's been bad in the fourth quarter this entire series. You saved all your energy for the fourth quarter and decided not to use it. This is this is what I was afraid of in this game was that <clears throat> the game was close. Like I was watching the game flow. The game was close through three. And the question was who wanted it more? And the answer was Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi's been here. And Luca, y'all could talk about him being 22, but y'all can't then also talk about oh, he's been a pro since he was 13. Oh, he won at the highest level. He didn't need to play in college because he has so much great experience in Europe. Y'all can't have it both ways. Either he's this great experienced player that was ready for it all, or he's a kid. You can't do both. Pick one. And if if he's this great experienced player, then we can scrutinize him for not stepping up. That's how it goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Okay? That's the way the Mavericks crumble tonight because he did not step up. Because for whatever reason, somebody told him he took too many shots. And so tonight he decided to lean on Dorian Finney-Smith. Instead of putting the team on his back. Despite the fact that his opponent was doing it right to him in his face. Like, it's not like it was a casual, oh, we're going back and forth. Both teams are sharing the ball and whose others are going to win. No, Kawhi said, give me the rock. I'm putting it down their throats. And he did it. Luca got to say the same thing. It's got to be mono e mono. They got to be clearing it out one-on-one if it, if it come to it. If they double you, it's, it became way too predictable to double them and just know that he's done. He's out of the play. That can't happen. Secondarily, I've been too nice to KP with this whole situation and him not being involved. How do we go a whole game with Luca getting doubled and KP doesn't become a threat? How do we not draw something up for KP to flash across the middle or be the guy that we get the ball to at the free throw line? Uh, Is it because he can't pass? I don't know. He's not comfortable with the ball. I don't know, but it feels like a a mistake to not have something in your, your arsenal to take advantage of a seven foot three dude being on the court when a team playing no bigs. Like there has to be something we can do to get him some action toward the rim of some sort. If Luca's not going to be in takeover mode, somebody else has to be a threat. And it can't just be Tim Hardaway Jr. heaving everything he touches. And if that's the case, then let's pack this thing up. Because right now, I can't even get excited for a game seven. I'm far from excited for game seven. I feel like with, man, look, I wouldn't be surprised if we get walked off the court, bro. It's just... After this showing, after what Kawhi did, we had every opportunity. You think PG is going to go into LA in game seven and not show up? Right. You think Kawhi is not going to show up? Oh, well, you know, we performed well on the road. Fuck all that. That's not what, that doesn't matter. You had the chance here. I'm not excited for game seven. I just want to get this series over with at this point. Win or lose, like get it over with. And win or lose, I don't care how far we make it. This roster needs an overhaul, period. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it has become abundantly clear that we need new people. These people, they're too comfortable. That's what it is. Everybody is too comfortable. They're buddies. They don't, nobody's, uh, nobody feels like their, their career, their job, their role, their friendship is threatened out there. They're all so willing to pass the ball and not be the guy to step up, take a chance to make the big play, to make a name, to stake their claim in the league and show that they belong. They're all, Hey, we're all, we're all Lucas buddies and you know, we're safe. That's how they're playing out there. Only Tim Hardaway Jr. is going all out. And Tim Hardaway Jr. has some incentive to do so. He's trying to get a bag this offseason. He's done this multiple. He's done this every time he's been in a contract year. Is go stupid and get overpaid. Do we need to just have contract year players that want to stay in the league? Because everybody else got a, a couple years left on their contract. They out here fat off the hog. They chilling. Their legacies aren't at stake. I'm tired of looking at these boys, quite honestly. I said it in the DMs. I'm going to say it right now in this podcast because this is my platform. I can do that. I don't even, I don't, I halfway don't want to win on Sunday. Like, I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to pull for the win, but I'm so tired of watching this team. I'm ready for it to be over. I kind of, I feel like if we go too far in the playoffs, if we reach the conference finals, it's not going to be anything but a reason for Mark and Don exactly. to say, hey, look, we told you this team can work. Now let's add a few players and keep these guys. No. Exactly. And all I'm going to hear all summer is we told y'all they were a good team. We told you. No. If we get past this series, it was a fluke. Or Luca. I wouldn't say a fluke. It was a, a, a seven-game series ain't no fluke. I'm but, calling it, I mean, a fluke in the sense that we ran into a team that was in an almost identical situation to us where they have one guy who's a superstar, one guy who can get really hot, and a bunch of nothing. Because I don't think this Clippers team is that great, quite honestly. I think this Clippers team is really deep. They have more talent than we do. I disagree. They have more talent on their bench than we do in our starting lineup. Their bench scored like four points tonight. I mean, yeah, but I would still take <laughs> almost – I would take Marcus Morris over anyone on this team not named Luka Doncic. That's tough. I would take Nicholas Batum right now. Okay, over, I can get on board with Batum. We, we could use a nice grizzle vet. You wouldn't take Marcus Morris? I wouldn't take Mann. I wouldn't take Rondo. I wouldn't take Kennard. I would take Zubak. I would take Zubak. I would take Terrence Mann. I would take Luke Kennard. We would be in the same situation with with these boys. Now, Morris has the ability. He hasn't shown it in this series. Terrence Mann can at least attack the basket. Who else on this team can do that? (laughs) The bar is very low. I'll say that. That's my point. I'm just saying they're more talented. You can say more talented, but I got to look at the performance too. None of them are performing right now. So in this series, it's pretty much Luca versus Kawhi, Luca and Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Kawhi and PG, which is insane to say. It's 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 a it's a sad state of affairs, and the fact that Luca doesn't realize it is what pissed me off tonight. That's that's what pissed. If we lost this game, and Luca just went all out with a great performance, went down right. shooting, I would not be upset. 
I'm upset because he played like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 literally all it comes down to. The game was there and Luca didn't seize it. And he's the only person capable of doing that on our team. The only one. This isn't uh, a game against the Chicago Bulls. Oh, we lost to them, my bad. This isn't a game against the Sacramento. Oh, wait, we lost to them too. This isn't a game against the Oakland. Hold on, we lost to them. Um, who's a team that we actually beat this year with uh, Luca not going off? Uh, how much time you got? Exactly. The fact that we can't even pick a team that we definitely, Luca could just share the ball and have a good time. Stop, Luca. You have to, you know, these boys aren't like that. They're not built like that. This is your moment. This is your team, your name, your legacy. You're the one getting the dirt questions in the interviews, not them. Because you are the franchise. I'm going to compare this game and Luca's performance to Dragon Ball Z, so please bear with me. <laughs> In the Majin Buu saga of Dragon Ball Z. Okay, I remember. Uh, Goku went Super Saiyan 3 mm-hmm. against Majin Buu. It later turns out that he admitted that if he wanted to, he probably could have defeated Majin Buu right then and there when he went Super Saiyan 3. But he wanted Goten and Trunks, the young kids, (laughs) to have their chance at saving the world. And what did they do? They failed. I feel like I don't have to explain that analogy, right? No. Goku is Luka. Literally everyone else is Goten and Trunks. The LA Clippers are Majin Buu. Now this could end one of two ways. Luca could build up a fucking spirit bomb of a performance on Sunday and take us to the next round. Or not. Yeah. Your fucking choice. There's no gray area in between. And the the Clippers know that. You think the Clippers don't know that? I promise they know. They know. If Luca doesn't go off, we can win or we should win. That's why they're double teaming him with no regard for anyone else. And getting away with it because no one else can can really take advantage of it. We, we're not built like that. We don't have a quick guy that can can take it off the bounce after Luca passes out of the double team and create uh, another open shot for somebody else. We don't have that person. They don't even have a big on the floor to stop somebody at the rim. Their guards are doing that. Their wings are doing that. So Luca has to to do more. That what he did tonight was not was not it for this team. And I'm I'm saying this team for 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 the Mavericks for for him for his legacy for us for me to feel like we should we deserve to be here because quite frankly it's not feeling like it. Any other night, I would have said Luca deserves to be here, but he doesn't even know how to capture the moment. Tonight could have made you a legend, bro. Yeah, if he came in here and put set Kawhi and them home, first of all, Dallas would be burning down, probably. You just gave the third best player in my eyes mm. in the league 
another game on his home court to end y'all. And I'm almost 100% positive he's going to do it. The only way. Kawhi's a beast, bro. Yeah, like he's been, we pushed him to the brink. He's not going to let it go down like that. He's coming out. He's going to go for 40. Like, just go ahead and pencil that in. No, put that in pen. He's coming out. He's going to go for 40. So what is your response to that, Luca? We'll see. Like, it, it, it was perfect. We got 20-plus from Tim. PG didn't show up. All you needed to do was do Luca things, and you did not do it. And I'm pissed off, and I'm disappointed. But you know what? At this point, it is what it is. Whatever happens Sunday, I'm content. Yeah. What did I say on the last episode? We have already achieved my wildest dreams. Anything else is gravy. So I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to call the season a failure. We did achieve what we were set. We what we should have achieved, but the results are there now. If two years against the same team, Kristaps got hurt last time. Kristaps just has not played this time. He might as well be fucking hurt. So there are no more questions at this point. Something got to give. You have anything else to add? I I don't know. We need to take a, a, do we need to add an ad break or how are we doing this? Throw the ad break in the middle somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) What was that you said last episode? You like to, never mind. I'm not. I'll, I'll make it work. Yeah, that's not what you said, but I didn't want to repeat. That's what, what I'm said. saying right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't have anything to add. Uh, Fibs doesn't have anything to add. I guess that's it. Like I said, want to keep it short. It's not much to say, and we're not in the mood. Just, <laughs> I, I was, a, I really want to be able to say, come out Sunday and win, but I don't care. I don't care right now. Right now, I don't care. If we win, great. I'll love that. If we lose, what the fuck ever. I'm fully expecting us to lose. Going into this game, I was nervous and excited. Going into Sunday, I might not even watch it. Okay, I'm lying. I'll watch it, but still. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody said it was an early game. Is it early? It's 3 o'clock. Here we go. Really? All right. Yeah, at least we get it out the way early. At least I get to watch some real players play tomorrow with the Bucks and Nets. Oh man, that's a game. Oh, another team that has real players, the Atlanta Hawks. <gasps> <laughs> Bogdanovich would easily be our second best player by far. Gallinari, Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Lou Williams, Capella, John Collins. And I've, and I've been someone who's like, no, we don't need to give a max to John Collins. That's idiotic. You lose your job as a GM if you did that. But he's better than anything we got right now. Yep. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, we'll catch y'all Sunday, man. Sunday afternoon, we'll catch y'all. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to clip from this episode. But, yeah. We'll catch y'all Sunday. Signing off for Reese and Bibbs. Uh, any last words, Bibbs? Uh, 
Nah. Peace. Peace. Fuck this team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Hey,